His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. listening to his and hers horror my name is tia and i'm david and i know so i know we just did one of these a couple weeks ago and i apologize why apologize well because i feel like we should have some spacing some space some spacing in between like specific bit episodes like i wouldn't do two random body parts in a row no we haven't done one of those since november right and we did consider that But then we looked at the list of movies we missed from 2020 and decided we needed to put a little more work into that. Yeah, well, and I mean, we don't want to be looking at movies from 2020 and 2022. Right. If if we don't knock some of these out periodically, we're going to wind up uh, in 2025 looking at movies we missed in 2020. Right, exactly. So another reason we're going to go ahead and do another movies we missed 2020 is because... I started my new shift at my job. Yeah, it, it's an adjustment. And these episodes are a little easier to research while I'm finding my feet. I was working during the day. Mm-hmm. And I knew eventually, like, that was while I was training. And I knew eventually I was going to go to working in the evening. Right. But I thought I'd have more notice than three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the new schedule came out and they're like, oh, by the way, you start working from two to ten. And I'm like... Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, we're adapting. I know. But since I just needed to do something a little easier in, until I get used to my new work slash sleep schedule and things get a little back into a normal rhythm. Fair enough. We'll get there together. Yay. So yeah, we're doing another Movies We Missed. Like last time, Dater and I each picked a film. Yes, we did. It went good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I feel like last time we did stuff that was a little more artsy. Uh-huh. Because last time we did his house and I don't remember what I picked. Underwater. Underwater. So maybe mine wasn't artsy, but it wasn't. It was outside your comfort zone. It was outside my comfort zone. Whereas this time things get a little weird. Yeah, you could say that. You, yeah. You could, you could say things got a uh, I could a definitely say weird. that. Yeah. You, well, yes. You. I mean, you absolutely can say that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I have some fun trivia. Yeah, I have some thoughts to unpack because my childhood isn't ruined, but it's perplexed. Fair. But before we get to that... Oh? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, this week in horror. We have one. Well, kind of. Okay. If there's something interesting I want to talk about, I'm just going to use this week in horror for it. Although, I feel like this particular movie could kind of veer into that a little bit because the first movie... So I'm talking about the Suicide Squad trailer. Okay. So for the trailer for The Suicide Squad came out this week. Yes. And the first Suicide Squad movie, I spent a large portion of it with my eyes covered because the baddies in that kind of triggered one of my phobias. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to see most of the fight scenes in that film. Hopefully this one is better. Yeah. Maybe it won't get recut by a bunch of TikTokers. I mean, nothing against people on tiktok but that's not how you shoot a movie it's not but also there's no way james gunn would allow that no absolutely not it looks really funny 
It does. I have a lot of, I have, some of my coworkers are not quite sure how they feel about it. One of them in particular called it basically an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, why not? And I'm like, yeah, but I like Guardians of the Galaxy. So make so it So why is that bad? Yeah. Not to mention the fact I fucking love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I loved Birds of Prey. It was so good. Right. And this is just more of her being awesome. Yeah. Not to mention John Cena talking about eating dicks for freedom. I about fucking died the first time I heard that line. And I mean, you know, if you were a cynic towards this whole thing, Idris Elba could be your voice because... He's also clearly fed up. Like, his character's clearly fed up with it also. So, yeah. Another thing I want to mention... Mm-hmm. Is a thing you did. A thing I did. You beat three video games this week. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did. I am proud of you. Yeah. Especially since one of them was Doom 2016. Yeah. And Tetris Effect and Donut County. I still haven't played Donut County yet. Well, I suggest playing it tomorrow. Okay. Or this evening, even. I might play it while we're making dinner. Fair. Or while you're making dinner. Fair. Wait, that sounded big. Okay. (laughs) David doesn't, I don't order David around. He doesn't always do the cooking. It's just that on recording days, I tend to buy a frozen pizza for us to have for dinner. He's better at making frozen pizza than I am. He doctors it very well. Yo. So there you go. All right. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I have. Fair. Well done you. Doom Eternal is a bit, or not, not Doom Eternal. Doom 2016 can be kind of a bitch. So. Kind of. I found it funny that I got stuck on the one boss that. I didn't beat the for one you. main boss. I didn't have you. Do. <laughs> well, it was so funny because you, he was talking about, he's like, Oh, I haven't beat doom 2016 yet. I was like, technically you have because you defeated the final boss for me. So technically you have beat it. Right. But I wanted to, I wanted to do it all my own. I know. And you did good. Yes. Good on you. So let's get into our movies for this week. All right. We're going to do David's movie first. Look. Okay. But <laughs> so, I grew up watching basically whatever my parents had on TV when they were present. And there was just something soothing about the voice of Ricardo Montalban when he would say, Welcome to Fantasy Island. I can't do his voice. I'm sorry, I even tried. (laughs) So in 2020, a movie was released called Fantasy Island. That has very little to do with the original show. Well... Okay, so there is a Mr. Rourke. There is a Mr. Rourke, yes. He's played by Michael Pena. I love Michael Pena, so I was like, yes, I'm picking this. Right he was good. He, he was good. Yeah. So I'll hand it back over to you so you can uh, yeah. provide us with things. Yes. So, Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. The enigmatic Mr. Rourke makes dreams come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests must solve the island's mystery to escape with their lives. Jinkies. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fair. Directed by Jeff Wadlow. Screenplay by Jeff Wadlow, Chris Roach, and Jillian Jacobs. The cast, as David mentioned, we have Michael Pena as Mr. Rourke. He's been in a lot of stuff, but most people now will recognize him as Luis, the friend who tells really great stories in the MCU. Yes. Maggie Q is Gwen. Mm-hmm. She was um, most recently Hannah Wells on Designated Survivor. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Hale was Melanie Cole. She was Aria on Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Austin Stowell is Patrick Sullivan. He was Richie in Swallow. Okay. Jimmy O. Yang was Brax. Oh my God, Brax. 
He was Bernard in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Ryan Hansen was JD. He's uh, best known to us as Dick Casablancas from Veronica Mars. And many other things. <laughs> well, I have an opinion on that, and we'll get to that here in a little okay. bit. Okay, okay. Portia Doubleday is Sloane Madison. She was Angela on Mr. Robot, and Michael Rooker is Damon. He was also in the MCU as Yondu. And about a thousand other things. And about a thousand other things. But that's like, I'm trying to cover the thing that like, whenever I get to mentioning something else an actor has been in, I try and pick the thing that I feel like is most recent recent and that most people across our demographic would know across Mm. all of our demographics. Because we have people who are in their teens that listen, but we also have people who are in their 50s 50s. and 60s that listen. So if if somebody was in an MCU movie, that's probably what I'm going to go with. Fair enough. Because even if you haven't seen them, you are at least aware from a cultural standpoint. That's a good point. Yeah. So this movie had a budget of actually a fairly small budget. Seven million. Really? Yeah. I would have thought more than that. Hmm. But uh, it grossed 48.5. So not bad. So it didn't do bad box office. Right. Wise. So I've decided I'm going to start including when appropriate... Or where where available. So for for newer movies, mm-hmm. I'm going to start including Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores, okay. just because I don't put much stock into it, but other people do. Plus, I feel like it maybe can offer kind of a perspective, because I feel like it's interesting that this movie made a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but it has a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a zero. It's not a zero. You are <laughs> correct. Uh, and it's twenty two Metacritic score. Ooh. Which t- it's out of, Metacritic scores are out of a hundred. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. In addition to that, this movie was nominated for five Razzies, including worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. So well, that's a broad category. I yeah. Mean. Well, it's the Razzies. It's not like it's the Oscars or the Golden Globes. They don't have to be fairly. They don't have. To, they can do what the fuck they want. They're the Razzies. Exactly. So other fun facts I have. Mm-hmm. When Melanie is in the elevator. Mm-hmm. The music playing is like a distorted version of the original Fantasy Island theme. Yeah, I picked up on that. Yeah. I got all nostalgic. I figured you did. And there's one other thing that I have to bring up about Mm -hmm. this particular movie before we get into my watch thoughts. Watch thoughts. So, based on the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic score and the fact that it's nominated for a bunch of Razzies, I found this particular fact very interesting. Okay. So, Nicolas Cage... Mm-hmm. over the last decade or so is known for just kind of taking whatever, whatever yeah. doing a lot of C and D grade horror movies and action films just because he needs the money. Mm-hmm. So apparently Jason Blum, the producer head of Blumhouse, right. Wanted Nicholas Cage to play Mr. Rourke, but Nicholas Cage turned it down. What? Yeah. Think about that for a second. I mean, Nicholas Cage, the guy that brought us Bangkok Dangerous and Vampire's Kiss. Drive Angry. Drive Angry. Yeah. yeah. Mr. How'd It Get Burned (laughs) turned down this movie. Ooh. I know. Wow. Yeah. Puts things in a bit of perspective, huh? I mean, a little bit. It just, I, I was talking to Kelsey earlier when I was writing up my notes and I told her that bit and she's like, Honestly, that's rather telling. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I still had fun. Fair. So let's get into my watch thoughts. Yes. 
So the way the whole thing with Fantasy Island is that you come there and you get to outlive, you get to live out your fantasy. Mm-hmm. But once you start your fantasy, you quote have to see it through to its logical conclusion. Even though, as far as I can tell, and it's a natural actually, conclusion. Yeah, it doesn't have to be logical; it just has to be its natural conclusion. Right. Yeah. Natural, logical, whatever. You know what I mean. Mm. Even though that doesn't really seem to happen with anybody, but whatever. I think it would have been great if we could have just focused on Gwen and Patrick's fantasies. Because it would have been neat to see how those played out into some sort of like a horror bent. Because mm. I feel like the I feel like the whole horror aspect was kind of forced. A little bit. In in certain things. I felt like it could have been I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. You know, you mentioned three writers, and while I was watching the movie, I, I started just asking myself on several occasions, how many writers did they have? Because it felt like they had a pool of, like, 25 sitting in a room going, okay, what do we do next? Like, yeah. Like, like they were writing a movie as a tabletop RPG. They're like, okay, well, you know. Because uh, you have Melanie's section. Right. Felt like it was written by a different person than the person that was writing jd and brax's section right which felt like it was being written by a different person than wrote gwen and patrick's section yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely they just it was just felt forced like they decided they wanted to make a horror movie fantasy island but then couldn't really decide how to get from point a to point b you know what i mean yeah so they they took as many steps as possible as it took to get everybody in one place right exactly another thing i want to mention Mm mm-hmm I am so mad. I paused the fucking movie, you guys, because I was so mad. I'm sure everyone will remember a few weeks ago when I showed how dumb I am sometimes by thinking, oh, if you taste someone while they're wet, that means it's going to hurt them more. And David kindly explained to me that that's not how tasers work. And then this fucking movie just reinforces the incorrect it information. Do- it did. Literally. So... She uses, she's, tas- she's using a taser on this guy and then dumps a bunch of water on him, which, which does what I assumed it would do, which David told me it doesn't. And then as literally the second that happens, I look at David and I'm like, I thought you said it didn't work that way. The magic of cinema and, well, the thing is. apparently physics don't exist on this fucking island. Well, also when you, when you electrocute someone, you don't see sparky shock you know blue stuff all well, over their body either but they have to convey that because just watching someone seize up and then twitch a little bit and then fall over isn't cinematic gold right but it's it made me angry <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess we could always test it we could get you a taser and we could dump water on me and see what absolute, happens absolutely no 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 what no sure no okay no just that's offering. A, that's a thing you do in your late 20s, early 30s. That's not a thing you do in your 40s, honey. Are you saying I'm too old to get electrocuted? I'm saying that you're too old to purposefully get electrocuted, okay, yes. Fair. <laughs> fair, just checking. So one other thing I will say, kudos to Gwen and Sloan for running all over this fucking island in wedge sandals. Yeah. What the... Because f- <laughs> I get that they're both... Like, it makes sense that they're in, in practical footwear and they don't have a time they don't have time to change right it's like hey let me run back to my bungalow and get changed into the running shoes i brought for no reason right exactly but yeah they're just they're the strappy wedge sandals and i'm like good job not one of you has tripped and fallen good job 
So it comes out in the film that the reason Mr. Rourke is doing all of this mm-hmm. is that basically as long as he stays on the island and keeps fulfilling other people's fantasies, he his wife can live again, basically, because she died while they were looking for this island. Right. But based on the way he explains it, it seems like every time people leave the island, she dies all over again. Mm-hmm. So why is your fantasy watching your wife die over and over and over again? And the way that he requested it, he wanted to see her like the day they like first the day met. they first so met they when she didn't married. know who he was exactly so so he kind of shot himself in the foot there. yeah it's kind of a fucked up fantasy but everybody only gets one so it's not like he can change it but yeah. anyway so my last two watch thoughts i have mm-hmm. well technically i have three but the last one's more amusing really okay so talking about ryan hansen mm-hmm. and his character jd you mean the ryan hansen character that's my thing. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's my thing. I I like Ryan Hansen. Mm-hmm. I do. But he is almost 40. And I feel like once you get to a certain age, and like, I'm not trying to say that older people can't do this, do whatever they want acting wise or whatever. But I feel like once you get to a certain age, you shouldn't still be playing the drunken broy douchebag who's obsessed with sex. Mm. I feel like that role is acceptable when you're in your late teens up to like 30. And then after that, it starts to get a little bit sad. Mm. It's like he can't stop playing Dick Casablancas because I, I started to think about other, other movies and shows and stuff I've seen him in. He is always playing that same character. Party down. Friday the 13th, uh, the one with the motivated Jason. Yeah. Um, let's see. I haven't seen any of his Disney Channel stuff, but... I'm what do you sh- mean Disney Channel stuff? Wasn't he on Disney Channel? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, yeah, I guess he did, like, two episodes of That's So Raven and some other stuff, but... Yeah, it's not like he was a Sprouse or Hannah Montana. Uh, hey, I can be wrong, and I can admit that. No, I get it. My other major problem I have with this film, mm-hmm. and... I wish there was a way to completely cut this whole storyline because I hate it. Mm-hmm. And that is Melanie. Really? I. Okay, so let's just get into this. Sure. Melanie is really obsessed with her childhood bully. Mm-hmm. And I was bullied a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was bullied from elementary school all the way up through the end of high school. I even encountered one of my junior high bullies in college, and that led to a whole thing. Right. But I don't keep tabs on any of my bullies. Mm. Certainly don't keep tabs on any of them enough to know what their spouses look like. And I understand, I definitely understand that being a victim of bullying can and definitely does leave you with some trauma and definitely some scars that sometimes don't ever fully heal. Mm -hmm, Definitely. But I feel like at this point, we cannot still be perpetuating the stereotype that people who were bullied as children or teenagers grow up to become desperate incel psychopaths who do murders. Mm. We can't still be, that can't still be 
a thing that we push in movies. And that's essentially what Melanie is. Yeah. She is so obsessed with the the trauma that this girl bullying her put her through that she questions someone being attracted to her at all. And then when she finds out that this guy, she was supposed to go on a date with this guy, mm-hmm. basically. And it was, they hadn't even gone on a date yet. They had yeah. met, they met in class at college. And when he didn't show up, she just assumed, oh, my bully was right and no one will ever love me. And then when she found out that he died, went to extreme lengths to not only torture her childhood bully, but get revenge on the people that she blamed for his death. Yeah. A guy she barely knew. It's not like in in Urban Legend, where Rebecca Gayhart's character wants to get revenge on Natalie because she killed, she re, she basically was responsible for the death of her fiancé. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different That's thing. totally different. I mean, it's still the death of a person, which is the same thing, but... Right, yeah, but, but it's but not the death... It. It, it would be like if... I'm trying to think of a great way to word this. It would be like if back when I was doing online dating, mm-hmm. if I found out that someone who I thought stood me up had died... And then I went out of my way to find anyone who I thought could be remotely responsible for his death and decided to torture them. It's a bit much. Yeah. And given some of the shit that's happened in the world recently, I I feel like we need to stop with this. With this, oh, they were bullied and so they turned into a desperate psycho. Right. And I mean, you even see that when they talk about like, you know, serial killers or other things that they were like, they were quiet, kept themselves, they were bullied a lot in school. It's like, no, let's not make that a a checklist item for an identifier. I mean, most people I know who were bullied are actually some of the nicest, most caring people that you will ever meet because they were bullied. Yeah. They because they know how it feels. And so they would never occur to them to do that to another human being. No. Definitely not. Right. So that whole thing, it it just turned me off to most of the rest of the movie. Whenever it went back to Melanie, I was like, oh, fuck, this bitch again? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the pacing was weird. That also. Because it, like, gets right into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get into a, a lot of stop and start. Yeah. But when we paused it, I looked and saw that we still had like 48 minutes or so left. And I'm like, where is this movie even going? I know. It was really weird. It's it's not necessarily bad. I just don't think it was worth the $13 we paid for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was not available streaming any... It was not available streaming for free anywhere. And the only way we could get it on Amazon is if we bought it. So I bought it. So because we needed to watch it for a thing, we bought it. And now I know how Maddie and Andrew sometimes feel. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, if I ever want to. uh, No, no, I think that's a solo watch. No, I get it. Although, although I will say the way they wrapped the movie. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the whole tattoo bit. It just felt so just so forced but the setup was at so the beginning contrived i just i didn't i was not a fan of it i was like really really because it felt like they were they had it felt like they felt like they had to do it mm. you know what i mean yeah i I, just, I don't know i'm not angry 
I'm just disappointed. That makes sense. I get that. Because, I mean, the cast as a whole could so do so much Maggie better. Maggie Q is so good. Michael Pena is so good. Everyone's so good in that. Oh, my God, that little girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we I did about get a, died. We did get a kick out of that. We did get a Lila, what are you doing? I killed Daddy. Bitch, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this little girl says, I killed Daddy. She's like five. <laughs> because you don't deserve to have. <laughs> I killed Daddy because you don't deserve him. You don't deserve me. And I'm like, um, okay. I could also have done without the exploding eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exploding eyeballs that then seep out black liquid, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it was off-putting. Yeah, a little bit. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. I love this fucking movie that and I picked. Of course. Well, not just because you picked it. it. It was a fantastic movie. It was. It was so good. David picked his movie because he grew up watching Fantasy Island. I picked my movie because it just looked amazing. And I really like the the actors that are in it. And mm-hmm. I really like the writer and director. So are we going to tell them what it is? Yes. Freaky. Yes. It's so good. I'm sorry. I know I do this. I do this whenever I really enjoy something. I just talk about how great it is and then don't tell anything any, don't tell anybody anything about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Freaky, after swapping bodies with a local serial killer, high schooler Millie discovers she has less than 24 hours to switch back before the change becomes permanent. So this is directed by Christopher Landon. I love him. He's amazing. So he's written several, written and directed several other things that we we like or that I like because he did Happy Death Day. Okay. Um, do you remember Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? Yes. That was him. Nice. So he also co-wrote this with Michael Kennedy. Mm-hmm. The cast, Vince Vaughn plays the Blissfield Butcher. Vince Vaughn, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Wedding Crashers, Anchorman, Swingers. Uh, Gus Van Zandt's Psycho. Yes. Catherine Newton is Millie Kessler. She was Lucy in Detective Pikachu, Mm -hmm. but she was also on um, Big Little Lies. Okay. She was Reese Witherspoon's character's teenage daughter. Okay, cool. Whose name escapes me at this moment. Kate Fennerin is Carol, or sorry, not Carol, Coral Kessler. Uh, She was Naomi on Why Women Kill. Dana Drury is Charlene, or Char. Char, yeah. She was Tara in Tentacles. Okay. Celeste O'Connor is Nyla. She was Amy in Westlands. Oh my gosh, she was uh, amazing. Yes, Nyla's great. Misha Osharovich, they played Josh. Mm -hmm. Our first ever non-binary actor to be mentioned on the show. Fantastic. So, yay. Well done for them. They played also, um, they were Simon on Nosferatu. Okay. Uriah Shelton is Booker. He was Josh on Girl Meets World. Mm -hmm. And Alan Ruck is Mr. Bernardi. He was Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's been in a lot of other stuff since then, but... With, with that mustache, like, I kept looking at him going, I know you. Where do I know you from? That mustache is like Kurt Russell doing a Western kind of mustache. Yeah. It was very Tombstone. He was very an asshole in this movie. Yes, I know, right? What a douchebag. Budget of $6 million, gross of 15.2, so not bad. Not bad. Well, plus, keep in mind, this was released in a pandemic, too. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Winning. Well, yes. 
I'm taking winning back. Charlie Sheen isn't winning anymore. Well, fair. So, facts and thoughts. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I feel like that's too low for this movie. I would actually agree. I'd, I'd say at least 87 to 90. Mm-hmm. Especially since it has a 66 Metacritic score. Again, that's too low. What the fuck is going on? Because this is an amazing movie. It's well-written. It's funny. The kills are amazing. I actually had had to keep reminding myself that technically, yes, it is a horror, but damn, is it? It's hilarious. It's And honestly, that's kind of Christopher Landon's whole thing. It's like his stuff is very much horror comedy. Yeah. So this actually makes the third time that Vince Vaughn has played a serial killer. Okay, so Psycho. Yep. This one. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Lester Long in Clay Pigeons. Oh, And yeah. interestingly enough, Gus Van Sant's Psycho and Clay Pigeons both came out in 1998. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. when he is running after Nyla and Josh yeah. in that auditorium in a, that auditorium sequence, when he slips and falls, yeah, that wasn't scripted. He, they that just was an accident. Yeah, basically, he lost his footing on that on that artificial plant that got knocked over. Yeah, and just kept doing the scene. Awesome. And and, and honestly, it kind of fits with Millie's character. Yeah, with her being kind of clumsy and that yeah. kind of deal. There are also, I love the the couple of slasher, other slasher film references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one I didn't even see. You paused, brought it back, and... Yeah, there's a guy in uh, the background. It's, a, it's seriously a blink and you'll miss it thing. And I'm not even sure if it was intentional. But at the homecoming party, there is a guy wearing a brown fedora and a t-shirt that has like freddy krueger style stripes yeah like big broad stripes yeah the same and they appear to be the same color and everything so i don't know if that was done on purpose or not but booker Mm -hmm. booker's last name is strode oh yeah i actually thought his name was booker hooker because that's what they kept oh no that's just a nickname that, that millie calls him okay no his name is booker strode huh yeah Another, yeah. Halloween homage there. Yeah, there is actually the other Halloween reference. After killing Ginny with Mm -hmm. the wall spike at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He does the Michael Myers head tilt as he looks at the body. So another fun fact I have. Mm -hmm. In November 2020, Christopher Landon actually responded to a fan on Twitter who asked if Freaky and Happy Death Day are set in the same world. And his response was that they definitely share the same DNA, and there's a good chance Millie and Tree will bump into each other someday. Oh my gosh. If there was a crossover film, that would be amazing. I don't care how they do it, because I will watch the shit out of that. Well, I mean, with Millie getting ready to go to college, and Tree being in college, it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be too bizarre for the two of them to wind up at the same school or something. Right, exactly. One other thing I thought was interesting that I didn't realize until I was doing my notes, mm-hmm. Bear McCreary yeah. does the score for both movies that we picked this week. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Bear McCreary did Fantasy Island and... And Freaky, yeah. I mean, go get it, Bear. I, I know, mean, right? <laughs> I mean, the scores were both good. Yeah, the scores were good. So let's get to my watch thoughts. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much. You came up with it, so... Maybe that's why. I just like hearing my ideas being spouted back at me. So, first things first. I love Josh. 
Josh is amazing. He's amazing from his introductory line all the way to the end. I love him. No. Okay. So the introduction to Josh is him showing up in his piece of shit car to pick up Millie. And she's talking to a neighbor who has a, a black dachshund. The neighbor is also black. And he leans out the window and goes, I love your black wiener. And then when Nyla questions him, he's like, what? The dog is black, Nyla. Like, he didn't just do a major sexual innuendo to, like, a 50-year-old man. That was just the very... that That's like saying, okay, this is what the flavor is. Let's roll with it. Oh, my it, God, it was, yes. It was so good. There's other good sexual innuendos in the film. Like, I, I, sh- I, sh- I should have put this in your box, but I thought... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although the the one part where we paused, rewound it, and watched it again, oh you, you reacted the God. exact same way and said the same things. I thought I was having a deja vu type moment. No, no. Oh gosh. Oh god. So Millie un- is a bullied. She's bullied, unfortunately. Yeah. For no real reason, as far as I can tell, other than the fact that people are assholes. Because she's a she's adorable. Huh. Kind of a common thread that both movies deal with blondes that are bullied. Yeah, but different. I mean... I mean, yeah, it's totally different yeah. such, but still. So when the butcher ends up in her body, mm-hmm. he... First of all, how does he know how to do her hair and makeup is one question I have, but we're just going to move on from that. I do love that red leather jacket, though. Yeah. But at first, he's just being kind of creepy, but it's like then he finally decides to take advantage of being in a teenage girl's body. Not in a Not, not in, in a like a way. gross way, but like a, no one suspects me, so I'm gonna do my thing. Right. There's a bit where he is at the the town's local haunted mini golf course. Which I slash arcade, which that, I want. Yeah, we we need one of those. I might w- make one. I want to Pan- pandemic over i want to open a haunted mini golf slash arcade that sounds like a blast and they're talking about how homecoming is canceled and you know he suggests holding it at the local mill and this football player you know grabs their ass right and they just lean over and whisper <laughs> your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper and then says i can't wait to murder you <laughs> And then walks away. And of course, the you know since, nobody else heard this since this was whispered. Yeah, so so this jock's <laughs> like, yeah, she totally wants me. And <laughs> it's it's such a great line, and I'm so <laughs> it's so good. This movie is so well written. I fucking love it. I do have a couple issues. One, mm-hmm. what public high school has a cryo chamber? That's a good question. Because I understand that cold therapy is is good for certain athletic hurts, mm-hmm. but not just like a basically a tanning booth that's cold. Right. I mean, I wouldn't it's, think it's not. I mean, it's. I think it's a little more than that. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to paint a picture here. Okay. Paint away. It's. I'll step away from the camera. Okay. Well, no. Then what? What would you call it if not a tanning? If I don't know, I've never seen one before. You saw one in the movie. Right. But I see a lot of things in movies. like Right. So would like you say Arky, tanning Sparky, booth, you know, closet, the... yeah, chi- it, it, chili it, closet? No, I want chili. Uh, oh no, it, it, it looks like a standing tanning bed. Yeah. Your description. I thought you were trying to describe what the actual thing was. No. Okay. The one in the movie looks like a, a, it looks like a vertical tanning bed, but it's cold instead of hot or yeah. sunny or whatever. <laughs> You know what I... F- <laughs> fuck, I... 
Welcome Ow. to this part of uh, Welcome to the part of this week's episode where Tia shows her entire ass. <laughs> you alright there? I laughed too hard did, and hurt myself. Did you give yourself a stitch? Two of them. Oh. Oh, I'll survive. Okay, fair. But you... Yeah? No, you're fine. I'm waiting for you to... <laughs> oh, it... I'll be fine. Okay, fair. Are we moving on? Okay. (laughs) I do have another quick PSA. If you ever get stabbed in the... And this is for all of our listeners. If you ever get stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver, don't take it out. Yeah, don't. That's... uh, Leave it where it is. It's a plug. Leave it in. Let medical professionals take care of it later. And that goes for... Actually, I will... I will read... Revise this. That goes for if you get stabbed at all. Yeah. With anything, anywhere. Leave it in. Let the medical professionals deal with it later because you're likely to do more damage trying to remove it yourself. Not to mention the fact that sometimes that foreign object object is what's keeping your blood and your organs where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Because the Mr. Bernardi gets stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver and... I see him reach for it, and I'm like, no, don't take it out. Don't take it out. And he removes it, and instantly, big arterial spurt. And I'm like, see? That's why you leave it where it is. Just wrap some stuff, wrap a towel around it, and get yourself to an ER. Yeah, throw a little blanket over it. (laughs) Build a little fence around it. Build a little fence around it. One of my favorite jokes that I made while watching this film Mm -hmm. is when they give him the, when they give Millie in the butcher's body. Uh, the scary Aaron Rodgers mask. Oh, yeah. And Scarin Rogers. Yeah, Scarin Rogers. Scarin Rogers. I don't know why I found that so amusing, but I had to share it with the world. And that's what I, that's what this is for. Vince Vaughn as Millie. Oh, my God, I know. Just stole my heart. It was absolutely fantastic. I never thought these would, these would be words that would come out of my mouth, but... Vince Vaughn plays a teenage girl very well. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly wonder if, like, he and Catherine Newton, like, hung out. More than likely. Yeah, it's a just kind of... Just to get some mannerisms or something. Yeah, it's just... And honestly, Catherine Newton does so well in this. I would love to see her do more... Lots more. Horror-type stuff. Well, and the fun thing is, she originally... when she, this Basically, this role was written for her. Oh, wow. And... She, or with her in mind, basically. Mm-hmm. And she initially turned it down. Oh. And then Jason Blum basically talked to her about it and talked to her about the role, and she changed her mind. Wait a minute. This was also Blumhouse, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so two Blumhouse movies. Two Blumhouse movies. With the same composer. Yeah. Very different sides of a sandwich. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's all the notes I have, really. I I could not say enough good things about this movie. I, like, we stopped watching... And the movie ended, the credits started to roll, that amazing song starts playing. Oh, oh God. gosh, what is that song? Oh, God, and now I have to look it up. But, like, it was one of those things where we looked at each other and we were like, we have to own this movie now. Mm-hmm. I added that song to two different playlists. Oh, seriously? Yeah. It is Suck My Cherry by Haiku Hands. It's, it's a great fucking song. I added that to my high energy playlist on Spotify as well as my horror playlist. Nice. You know what? If you want to watch a movie that's going to make you feel good, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put a guarantee stamp on it, but you'll at least get a chuckle. Oh yeah, I died laughing several times. Yeah. 
the kills are also really good. Yeah, I mean, it's... Some shit just comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. What's what? The shop teacher? Oh, yeah. That one's really... That one's kind of... I thought there was going to be a cutaway. There was no cutaway. There's no cutaway, no. Well... Well. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) There's cutting. I also... the uh, One of the kills at the beginning where he uh, jams the wine bottle down his... Oh, God. Into his mouth, down his throat, and then then smashes him on the throat to break the glass. Yeah. That actually... That kill's been done before. Oh? They had something similar in Sorority Row. Okay. With the uh, the sorority sister whose name at Chugs, oh, who yeah. the one who was sleeping with her therapist, yeah, 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 that was her kill basically. Hmm. But that one was interesting. One, I will say one other thing that happened in the early in the movie that kind of irritated me was when Jenny had that great hiding spot and she left it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're in a house that has like secret passages and stuff, mm-hmm. me- stay in the secret passage. I mean, the only reason I can think of not staying in the secret passage is if it just takes you from one room to the other and there is no passage in between, in which case then you're exposed either way. But there was clearly like a room back there or something. So she hides. She goes into what we think is a closet. He opens the closet door, can't find her and then leaves. And then she opens like a door inside the closet Mm -hmm. that goes into either a panic room or some other kind of secret room. And the thing is, if she had just stayed there, she would have been fine because her parents came home, what, five minutes later? If that. If that yeah. at all. It's just one of those stereotypical, dumb character decisions that happens in slasher movies. But I get why it had to happen. It just is weird. I was actually most upset about, uh, at the beginning of the movie, that asshole that was being a total... I don't know. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. He was, he was being... He was too professionally misogynistic for for that teenage. Yeah. Although I do love the flip of the uh, sex scene between the very brief sexual encounter between Ginny and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. where basically she reaches her release. Yep. And like pushes him away. And she, <laughs> he's like, wait, I'm not. He's like, I'm not finished. What about me? And she's like, no, you, you, you're taking too long. We're done. And then. <laughs> Then he's like, you know, that's really inconsiderate. And she's like, yeah, because guys are so known for being considerate. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You get yours. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Or, well, she or don't. You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Forget him. Yeah. And then he's like, how about a handy? And I'm, I'm, I'm before he instantly got killed, I was like, you've got a hand. He's got two. Yeah. Take care of it yourself. You could have a threesome with his hands. Yeah, exactly. I love those are words I didn't think I no, would ever I say. It on a recording but that's okay i love i do also love some of the reactions particularly when uh millie is trying to get josh and nyla to like stop and let her explain what's going on yeah um i love josh just throws a tray of like frozen tater tots at her and she's just like really i'm like yeah that would be my reaction too yeah we've all done a lot of hitting and we're very tired (laughs) it it's like, I don't even feel like I can do the film justice in saying how enjoyable it was. Mm-hmm. So. Just go watch it. Seriously, trust us. This one, this one's a keeper. This one's a winner. This one's. I, I would, would not have been. If we had had to buy this one. Oh, I would have been. For 13 bucks, yeah. I would not have been upset. No, no, not at all. Instead, we could rent it. 
you know, and that's what we did. And mm-hmm. then now we're going to buy it. So now I'm we're going to buy it. Kind of mad that we're going to have to pay extra. But anyway, Meh. it's fine. It's fine. Good choices this week, I think. Even if one was a little weird. Now we can say we've watched it. And I had a very nice conversation with Kelsey. Right. On instant message about it. So there you go. I mean, there were nuances in Fantasy Island that I was like, okay, you're ticking a lot of the boxes. But I mean, like, when I was when I was little watching Fantasy Island, I was like, this concept is so potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I never, at least none of the episodes I ever saw ever really went dark. And no. actually, I was having a conversation with your mom the other the other day with my mother in law, and you know, just saying, you know, what if your fantasy was revenge? Then you know, mm-hmm. shit's gonna get real. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. So I think that is gonna do it for us this week. Yeah. I promise we've planned out episodes for the next month or so. There is not another... Wait, now I have to double check. I don't think there's another one of these planned anytime soon. But let me make sure. Because <laughs> it'll well, be I mean, just... That's, it's not like this is a bad thing. It's, it's No, ju- I just... I mean, you got to realize at this point, every episode is a change of pace. True. We don't have another Movies We Missed scheduled until May, so... So there you go. Yeah basically trying i've i think i worked it down to where i didn't really want to do more than maybe one of these a month Mm. and we should be good with that yeah so we've got some fun stuff planned yes we do uh for the next a couple months and we did pick a special topic to do for our anniversary episode in early may so look forward to that Mm mm-hmm as always, you are welcome and encouraged to follow us on Twitter at H2HorrorCast. You can email us your film suggestions and topic topic suggestions, anything really. Ideas, yeah, comments. Yeah, to um, H2HorrorCast at gmail.com. We have our Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash H2HorrorCast. If you wanted to, if you would like to sign up, the minimum is $5 a month. If you cannot, we totally understand. Yeah. And another way that you all can help us out is to submit a review on Apple Podcast. Yeah, if you if you listen on Apple. Yeah. And different platforms have have recently changed the wording uh, on on some of the things if whether it's follow or subscribe. By subscribing on a podcast, you're not paying anything. It's not asking for any extra details. It's just a change of verbiage. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. There's no paywall here. No. We may have made the decision. I know there are some other podcasts that do this as well, where we will never put any content behind a paywall. At least n- no episodes. I mean, no, might... no episodes or anything like that. There, there may be... Like bonus weird things or whatever. But... Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. But that's far in the future shit what else was i gonna say facebook we, yeah facebook uh but as far as leaving us a uh, on oh, yeah. on apple podcast trying to get to 50 reviews by the end of the year we're currently at eight last time i had someone check cool so yeah that's i awesome. feel like 50 is doable it is all right so that is gonna do it for us thank you all for listening we appreciate all of you so much May you not switch bodies or ask for things you weren't expecting. That is true. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, and it might not be what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So no, until next time, I'm Tia. And I'm still David. And thank you for listening. Bye. Music for this episode was Out of Time by Shane Ivers of Silverman Sound. Our artwork was created by Catherine Nixon.